you keep saying that like we haven't given it the appropriate reaction, Matt, and I think we disagree with you. <laughs> Welcome to season six, where we're phoning it in. You don't think critically and then put a Pop-Tart into your body. I am highly caffeinated and minorly concussed. Aruga, aruga. What came first, the love sack or the gravity gun? It's my turn to do a sin with Sonic. This is for the freaks. <laughs> Too much piss. That's the kind of bad decisions we like to hear about. Love me a sleepy ass bat. How much shrimp can you fit in your mortal body? You told me you guys would be cool. That's season six intro material right there. Hello and welcome to Debate This. In this show, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comic books, video games, and how Baldur's Gate 3 has made the Cleric and Druid Cantrip Guidance the most powerful spell in all of Dungeons & Dragons. Show your work. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah, elaborate, please. It's also, it is a pretty good cantrip. It's a pretty it a good, very cantrip. good cantrip. I always forget that it exists, but I've also never played a Cleric or Druid, so that's probably why I forget that it exists. You have to have one person on your team committed to just effectively saying, hey, I'm helping. Being a guidance mule. Hey, so for those of us who don't know what guidance is, go ahead, nerd. I will explain No, we're, we're gatekeeping here today, Matt. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. Guidance is a cantrip. Uh, it is a free spell for anyone who hasn't played 5e. Guidance is a cantrip that uh, druids and clerics can do, and it adds 1d4 to any ability check, any one ability check. But in Baldur's Gate 3, what they did is they made any ability checks, like you roll like an interactive d20 on the on the screen, and you can add all of your bonuses. So it shows you like, here's your proficiency bonus, here's like anything else, any other bonuses. If you have somebody in your party with guidance, which, spoiler, your first party member is a cleric who gets guidance automatically, <laughs> it just is like, would you like to add guidance? Yes or no? And like, why wouldn't you say no? It's made a lot of people very acutely aware of the cantrip guidance which I find it's kind of fun. That's good. Man, it sure is a good hmm. thing I'm playing a druid in the campaign Todd's DMing. That's going to be yeah, fun Yeah, and you've week. never used guidance before. <laughs> Matt's not used a cantrip before. <laughs> That's so true. Matt That's not true. Is. I have thorn whip. Cantrip sounds like a Midwest colloquial term for going to the grocery store. <laughs> oh, I was going to say it's what you call like when you refinish your floors and they don't line up the living room with the kitchen and there's a gap. It's a cantrip. Cantrip. I was going to say it is, a, it is an old Western <laughs> phrase for uh, politely saying you're going to the bathroom. Perfect. <laughs> All right. We've gone around the world in 80 puns. Guys, this July, the world all collectively bore witness to the newest serial installment of the MCU, which was Secret Invasion. The thorn whip of MCU shows, may I add. <laughs> I'm offended on behalf of thorn whip. <laughs> yeah. And by the world, I mean, of course, the 15 people who actually watched it, including the four of us who did so because we had to record a podcast about it. <laughs> now, all 15 of us here on planet Earth got to collectively experience, spoiler alert, Don Cheadle being the most obvious third act villain reveal since Prince Hans and Frozen, Emilia Clarke's beefy Trogdor arms, and <laughs> <laughs> most importantly... <laughs> <laughs> I got mad. <laughs> oh, I was drinking and yeah. I was not ready to relate Amelia Clark's beefy arm to Trogdor, <laughs> but that is. I mm, wish I would have thought of this uh, two weeks ago, but here we are. And of course, most importantly, the reintroduction to Skrulls as a hidden menace to the future of humanity. 
regarding that last one, we here at Debate This Public Relations slash Marketing or Advertising or whatever LLC have decided that we need to get the word out about Scrawls more effectively than the MCU did since Bobby Iggs is too busy trying to you know, bankrupt all his writers. <laughs> and sell Disney to Apple, apparently. <laughs> oh, yeah. And sell Disney to Apple, I guess. So I've called in the PR or marketing or advertising or whatever experts. All the same thing. Assi- yes. to, they are all the same thing. To assist with this pro bono campaign. Please welcome pro-union freelancers Matt, the faceless man Cole, Kyle, number six, Harper, and Todd, Doodoo Thomas. We're all Todd, Doodoo Thomas after this weekend. <laughs> deep, deep down. These are, are, these these are facts. all movies about shapeshifters? These are all characters who are shapeshifters. Uh, yes, but in, in different contexts. So the faceless man, fuck, I forgot what that was. I wrote this two weeks ago. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I refuse to cut yep. this out. Nope, that's Cell saying. And the faceless man is uh, is the guy from Game of Thrones. He's the guy that uh, oh, Arya yeah, Stark yeah. meets. Yeah, that's what that was. Um, number six is the one of the Cylons in Battlestar Galactica. She's like the first Cylon that looks like a human. And then uh, Dudu is uh, the shape shifting character from The Witcher Three. Ah, yeah, cool. Yeah, I remember. He's that a was the only one I got. He's a Doppler, a doppelganger. Bad news, guys. <laughs> um, Nick Fury just broke into my house and drank all my expensive whiskey and is now telling me there are super scary shape-shifting aliens hidden everywhere, even in our most favorite video games. Well, that's weird. Anyway, to get the word out. Weirdy specifically mentioned video games. Hey, it's Nick. I don't I don't know what Nick Fury he's he's got all the answers, man. I don't know. So to get the word out, we need to publish a sequel to a beloved video game that informs people about the scrawl threat. So tell me, which game are you creating a sequel for and which mainline character or characters will be revealed as having been scrawls the whole time? Don't forget to mention what shifty things they've been doing lately to arouse suspicion. Matt, what you got? Andrew. In the year of our collective Lords 2023, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> it's time we give Nintendo fans what they've been begging for for years. No, it's not Mother 3. It's also not <laughs> Isaac and Smash. And no, it's also not Joy-Cons that don't drift. Andrew, 2023 is the first year since 2016 that we give gamers a Star Fox game. Wow. Uh Uh-huh. Now, (laughs) Star Fox is, of course, one of the most beloved series in all of gaming, and the announcement of a new game in the series will certainly get the world's attention. But you're right, Andrew. The scrolls are a threat, and we need to get as many eyes and ears on this release as possible. A simple, quote, new Star Fox game simply won't drum up the buzz that we need to make a real impact. But, Andrew, when we tell the world that we are making a new 3D open-world adventure-based <laughs> Star Fox game oh. in which you'll definitely fly in space a couple of times, people are going to lose their fucking minds. Our new game will see our hero, Fox McCloud, Return to Dinosaur Planet with his smoking hot and definitely not underage girlfriend, Crystal. They've come to respond to a distress signal sent to them by Chief Tricky, 
who says he's hiding out with the sharp claws and that aliens who look like dinosaurs are trying to capture him. I hate that. I know what you're talking about. (laughs) Players will recall that Prince Tricky was the fee-esque companion from the first game and will also likely remember the sharp claws as the bad guys. Players may also say that technically the inhabitants of Dinosaur Planet are aliens that look like dinosaurs. But that would be a stupid thing to say. The big reveal of the trailer (laughs) will be Fox and Crystal walking into the Krizoa Palace castle and finding Chief Tricky standing beside General Scales looking down at a scroll, General Scales. (laughs) A scroll, General Scales. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, thank you, thank you. A general scrails, if you will. They'll sure. explain that the fake general has been working with a fake Queen Cloud Runner. Now, look, um, if you don't remember Queen Cloud Runner, that's okay. But she was the fl- queen of the flying dinosaurs. Sure. I think about as many people played Star Fox Adventures as watched uh, Secret Invasion. So we're good <laughs> yeah. here. Weirdly enough, the same fifteen people. <laughs> Kyle, I would argue with you that maybe 15 people made it past the first cutscene, but way more <laughs> bought the first Star Fox Adventures. Sure, sure. Anyway, General Scrails has been working with fake <laughs> Queen Cloud Runner to capture and replace dinosaurs from all three tribes on the planet. No one knows where the real Queen Cloud Runner is, but they caught General Scrails calling in updates and reports to someone known as Commander on a distant starship. Now, that is weird because, one, General Scrails is a lizard on a pirate ship. Why would he call into space? Two, he is like the fascist ruler of the dinosaur planet. He would never answer to somebody else unless you played the first game and spoiler alert in the first game, he answers to somebody else, but that's not important right now. He would never answer <laughs> to somebody else. So it's really weird. And they're like that general scales scrails is fake. And then they kill him and he's a scroll. So general scrails, mm-hmm. general Sc- scales. He's been a scroll the whole time. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Ah. <laughs> if you say general scrails one more time, <laughs> I, gonna I might it. lose my mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are going to get at least one more answer worth of general sprails. <laughs> cool. Kyle, what about you? Yeah, Andrew. So um, we are busting this case, this mystery, this secret wide open uh, with details hidden in our latest Sonic the Hedgehog entry. The latest <laughs> entry in the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise. Great. So, Andrew, I regret to tell you that in our latest entry to the Sonic the Hedgehog video game franchise, we will explore something that longtime fans of the Speedy Blue Hedgehog have long suspected. That the being presented to us as Sonic the Hedgehog, quote unquote, is not who he seems <laughs> to be, but is in fact an invader from an alien planet disguised as the radical Azure Mammal. <laughs> you see, friends, as the 90s wound down... Our extreme friend had a realization that so few stars of his caliber do. His star was fading. The 90s were over. We weren't into as many rad things as we were a decade before. Sure. And uh, with the commercial failure of the Dreamcast, he decided to hang his running shoes up on a high note following the 
critically acclaimed success of Sonic Adventure. So he could enjoy the luxuries and successes and maybe open a themed chili dog stand to keep himself going into retirement in a few years. But in Sonic's retirement, the Skrulls, working with Dr. Robotnik, I guess, found opportunity. One night, as Sonic drafted his retirement announcement, the Skrull forces apprehended him and assumed his identity, hoping to use it to gain influence over a generation of fans and eventually the seven Chaos Emeralds, granting them the power to conquer their enemies and colonize a new planet for their people. However, the swap was not handed perfectly. Uh, Scrawls just can't replicate ratitude of this level, of this caliber. <laughs> Our first clue should have been Sonic and the Secret Rings, which was a Scrawl attempt at soft launching their shape-shifting ability into the franchise, hoping fans would accept a skill tree system in their (laughs) speed-running games. The next two entries, Sonic Unleashed and Sonic and the Black Knight, further tried to get fans to accept this imposter, but real fans knew something was off. The real kicker, what really should have clued us in to the alien threat among us, was when the mask really started to slip in the run-up to the 2020 movie Sonic the Hedgehog. What we all assumed was a bad character model designed by animators who were only given a (laughs) description of Sonic scrawled on a diner napkin was actually the scrawl agent Sonic trying to hold the Sonic (laughs) disguise in public after years out of the public eye. Wait, wait, hold on. Sonic. That got me. That was good. Sonic. I like that very much. Thank you. Can you spell that for, is there a K on the end of Sonic? That's my question. Don't you worry, my whole answer is getting dropped into the chat here. There is a apostrophe in there and a K at the end, yes. <laughs> so, Kyle, are you are you insinuating that every every bad Sonic game is, and is a scrawl attempt, yes. Is a scrawl attempt. Yes. You said it. All right. There it is. All right. Well, uh that's that's honestly <laughs> that's, that's, something. that's something. That is that is absolutely something. Uh Todd, hopefully what you give is not weirder and hornier than past. No, I would never do that to you, Andrew, my friend. So let's start with the answer to your question is the 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 game that has been infiltrated is uh, one of the greatest Game Boy colors of all time, Mario Tennis. That's the what. Okay. Now I need to tell you (laughs) the why. I have a bad feeling I know the answer to this. Uh, Yeah, that's a pretty big giveaway so far. You see, Nick Fury breaking into your house is only the second most alarming thing in this moment because he tells you that uh, we got to get these scrolls that he promised to help find their home and failed. Well, well, now there's a bigger problem. And, you know, he's describing all this to you and you're, you're left wondering, well, even if they've infiltrated our most beloved video game properties, why would I, Andrew Henderson, why would I care? Mm-hmm. And that question that you ask is answered with an astute voice from the darkness saying, well, because the scrolls have a master plan to make everything way more. And there's this really long pregnant pause and like a little bit of smoke comes out of this character. Like they're, they're taking a drag and a long cigarette and they go pervy and <laughs> out of the shadows steps this lithe, long individual with a angular mustache and a purple hat with an upside down backwards L on it. A no. character we know is Waluigi. <laughs> no. But it's the real Waluigi. The description live is really just, that is sitting with me in a bad way. Yeah. It's hitting you bad. Yeah. He is 
angular. And here's the thing. It's the, this is the real Waluigi. Waluigi. We find that there is a scroll Waluigi out there. And you had asked the question of, you know, what's the things that have been done that, that brought upon us this suspicion? That's the thing. Nothing. <laughs> that all the actions of the Waluigi that we've come to know, the, the stepping on people, like stomping on them, Flexing, but when he flexes, he lifts his leg up to show his his buttocks in these real drastic angles. All these things don't cause any suspicion because that's the Waluigi we've come to know. But in reality, Waluigi is a refined gentleman. And he goes on to tell you that, well, unfortunately, there are even more that have fallen to this same fate as he angularly sits down next to Nick Fury on your couch. <laughs> Todd, do you mean to imply to me that refined gentlemen don't enjoy stepping on people? Is that not like Waluigi does? <laughs> is that voice that you're doing? Is that are you saying that's Waluigi's voice? Yeah, it's his real voice. Oh, so he's not trapped in a basement in Chernobyl? <laughs> no, no, this is the real Waluigi is here now. He's oh. he's broken out and he's here. Oh, and he sounds like that voice. like a refined gentleman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But he looks like Waluigi. He just doesn't. But he, he, still, he still looks okay. and is Waluigi, but he, right. he sounds like a gentleman. I mean, the scroll looked like Waluigi. This is Waluigi. Right. Yeah. Got it. I just kind of <laughs> always assumed his vocal cords were the same shape as his mustache. And I don't think he would sound like that if it was true. The well, scrolls keep their vocal cords in their mustaches. So that's why it's <laughs> part of this. Fun, fun scroll anatomy lesson for you. Oh, cool. All right. Thank you for clarifying. Nick Fury's furiously furiously nodding his head. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) well, in between explaining vocal cord anatomy and asking me to go get him more snacks, Nick Fury is going on and on about how scrolls have these like really intricate plans that shape slowly over the course of years. Something about, you know, ingraining themselves in all stages of government, waiting for the day to strike, like shape-shifting sleeper agents. So tell me, what is the long and drawn-out plan for world domination your Skrull doppelganger will reveal over the course of the first and second acts? Yeah, Andrew, simple question, easy answer. Obviously, as this is a Star Fox game, The bit here is to dominate and control the Lilat system. But I'm sure you're wondering how the Skrulls plan on doing that. Well, throughout the game, we the players will see cutscenes of both new General Skrulls as well as Skrull Queen Cloudrunner reporting to a projection screen we only see from behind. They'll give updates on how many of their species have been replaced with scrolls, as well as how they're well into the process of disrupting the economy of Dinosaur Planet by replacing its barter and trade system with a fiat currency minted by the Dino Planet leadership. But Act 2 will end when it's revealed that the scroll commander has actually been... Slippy Toad. Slippy Toad is a scroll. <laughs> of course. And has been a scroll the whole time. See, he's been a scroll for years, ever since he went off at the beginning of Star Fox Command to marry a girl named Amanda. He's actually <laughs> yeah, he back gets as a married. Scroll. Yeah, Slippy gets married yeah. in late game, if you didn't know. Yeah. So he's been a scroll for years, and he 
has been trying to manufacture a reason for Team Star Fox to interact with Andros ever since. Now, you might think to yourself as the player initially, man, that's a cheap reveal. You didn't give me anything to know that Slippy was a scroll, but I raise you. Ever since Star Fox 64, Slippy got way better at being a Star Fox player. <laughs> like, way better. If you watch the intro uh, Star Fox cutscenes of Adventures, he's fixing robots. He, you know, like, is listening to metal music. He translates <laughs> other languages. He Two key th- aspects of being a pilot, fixing robots yeah. and listening to metal. <laughs> well, and yeah, I mean, obviously, first off, they're prerequisites. Yeah, and he, like, is really confident. He just gets really confident after Star Fox 64, and that, to me, is a giveaway that something has changed in a person. We never saw Slippy Toad yeah, go to therapy. He's, he's getting some of the old Slippy. So... <laughs> You said he got married, right? (laughs) He does. He gets married in in the DS one. That sucks. That super (laughs) sucks. I don't like that you've put that in the same podcast where someone was described as live. (laughs) General, what what is it? General Scrails? General Scrails is still the the biggest sin committed so far. Oh, get ready. Anyway... (laughs) Scrippy Toad has been trying for years <laughs> no. to manufacture oh, I was not ready for Scrippy Toad. <laughs> an interaction between the Star Fox team and Andros because Ooh. Scrippy thinks that if he can get in a room with Andros, he'll be able to turn himself into a giant scroll head and hands. <laughs> A giant scroll head in hands, Andrew. Then he'll be able to use uh-huh. Andros's power to defeat Star Fox and conquer the Lilat system. But he first had to lure Fox and his team somewhere so they could destroy the real Andros because Scrippy Toad is just Scrippy Toad. He's not going to destroy Andros. That's Star Fox and Falco shit. So he's put it all together and he's... Demolish the barter and trade system of Dinosaur Planet, and he's going to become a giant scroll head in hands. <laughs> you keep saying that like we haven't given it the appropriate reaction, Matt, and I, I think we disagree with you. <laughs> I, I, I really like the scroll head in hands. I think that was for me. <laughs> oh, I'm playing to the moderator, man. I know yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah, you do. Also, come on, Scrippy Toad's pretty good. Scrippy Toad is say it anymore. Scrippy Toad is pretty good. Yeah. I'll give you uh, that one. Boy, oh boy, Kyle, what sins are you going to be committing with Sonic? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is my turn to do a sin with Sonic, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, Andrew, in our game, which will be a Sonic Adventures three, if you will, fans are going to be cycled through different facets of our reveal from the points of view of different characters, a Rashomon-type reveal in our <laughs> Sonic Adventures game. Okay. We will open on a downhill speed level, not much unlike City Escape from Sonic Adventures 2. However, this time, players will be playing as Shadow the Hedgehog, uh, running with one of the Chaos Emeralds he lifted from Dr. Robotnik. As the level nears its end, Shadow will be joined by the Blue Speedster, noticing that Shadow's getting tired, losing his speed, about to get caught. And just as he is caught by Robotnik's forces, Shadow goes against his better judgment 
hands the emerald over to his fellow hedgehog. Except Sonic doesn't keep running. Sonic, having obtained the crystal, just stops. In fact, Robotnik and all his forces stop as Sonic takes the emerald and turns to the egg-shaped scientist. Pinned to the ground by a robot arm, Shadow looks on as Robotnik thanks Sonic for returning the emerald to him, monologuing about how close their plan is to completion. Shadow can't believe what he's hearing as Sonic confirms that they are just one Chaos Emerald away from taking over the planet for a new colony for something called Skrulls, which Shadow's never heard of before. Um, As he is shackled, drugged, and loaded into a transport, Shadow swears he sees something impossible. Where Sonic once stood, holding the same emerald he once held, now stands a human-sized green alien, Sonic the (laughs) Skrull. This being... Our opening level and first cutscene of Sonic Adventure 3, Sonic Secrets. <laughs> okay. Look, okay. I, I know it, some of our patrons can see the notes, but if you can't see the notes right now, every time Kyle says Sonic, it's <laughs> written S-O-N apostrophe N-I-K. And that is a crime that is not going to be appreciated on audio medium. Yeah, everyone needs to uh, thank you for, for putting that out into the realm, Matt. As Kyle said it the fourth time, I actually stopped listening and went to look it up in the notes because I wanted to know how he is spelling it. And it's not, it, you know what? I'm it's better than I'm inclined Sklippy. to believe. I'm inclined to believe that a scroll has still has stolen Kyle's body, and he's trying to perv the whole place up. Yeah, it's it's Scryle over there. <laughs> Scryle. I find it really fun that Kyle inadvertently recreated 2000 and 20s i think those 2020s uh sonic forces yes <laughs> exactly sonic it's forces? sonic forces yeah you really did just just use sonic forces but like that's what happens to sonic like shadow betrays him and oh. it's like oh why but that is the reveal that shadow is actually a puppet it's by a an interdimensional <laughs> being named infinity but honestly like pretty much pretty close that was all a misdirect actually andrew that was a misdirect by the scrolls to sure to throw the scent off of the real scrawl in the situation here sonic which makes sense in the canon because sonic forces is poo poo garbage so yeah yeah <laughs> that does actually all track that was a cover-up after ugly sonic almost revealed right. to the world the the plan a, a bit too early before they <laughs> sure. could start going off yeah all right todd What do we got? Let's get our dirty boy out here. I'm so glad you asked. So (laughs) I'm not as formerly alluded to scrolls are now it's known. They're all over the mushroom kingdom and they have been for years. Their master plan. Waluigi shares to you is just to fill Mario land up with some real nasty boys and gross the place all up. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they're trying to do. That's nothing. That's terrible. (laughs) So you might be saying, like, how is this possible? How on earth could this have just been happening in front of our own eyes? Well, Waluigi tells you that he was actually a renowned and beloved tennis star for years (laughs) prior to coming to the Mushroom Kingdom, which was why he was recruited for his first canonical appearance in Mario Tennis. Mm -hmm. However, upon arriving and changing in the clubhouse, he was chloroformed and stashed into a stasis pod for decades <laughs> before he managed to escape. Space Jam style. Yeah. Space Jam style, 100%. And during this like kidnapping, stealing, uh, stasis potting, he overheard the Skrull's plan to make the whole Mushroom Kingdom just way more pervier. <laughs> he also saw that there are others down there, which 
<laughs> as he tells you these who else is down there it makes way more sense you know down there in the in the perv pods he saw <laughs> his good friend who canonically may not actually be his brother wario um wario is down there <laughs> unsure yeah uncertain unsure. canonically gray mm-hmm. but the thing is it's wario from from wario land you know wario back when he was a muscly treasure hunter who fought pirates not like the spandex wearing nose picking farty boy that we have now. <laughs> Can you mm. cite your source on when? So wait, was Wario ever like this is a question from me, Matt, to you, Todd, out of the mm-hmm. bit. Was Wario ever like a sculpted character? Yes. So in Wario Land, a hundred percent. I'm gonna need some receipts here. I'm fairly certain Wario Land is a uh it's it is implied it's an embellishment on Wario's part. Isn't that a collection of micro games? No, Wario no, Land no, no, is a platformer. Uh, yeah, Wario Wear. You're thinking Wario Wear. In Wario Land, you have two forms of attack. I mean, I think you get a butt thwomp too, but you get two forms of attack. You get a charging shoulder charge that goes through blocks. <laughs> he can also pick up and no, that's that's from Super Mario Land three when Wario is the bad guy. Yeah, and um, he, he looks very sculpted here. His first canonical <laughs> appearance. Let mind me you. go. Two. He looks like a big doof-em-up. Oh, I can't believe you're making me step away from my bit to look up a picture of Wario Land's cover where it's going to show Wario shoulder-charging off of an island. Wario the Adonis. Uh, yeah, Todd, if you show us Wario with an Adonis belt, I'm getting up from my computer. You can finish no, the episode I, I without me. Yeah, we don't need sexy Wario on I, our podcast. I, Todd, to you, Matt, will tell you that Wario gained abilities like a butt-thwomp and he could also shoulder charge through blocks and he could shoulder charge, pick up and throw enemies. Quite a different Wario than what we got in WarioWare Smooth Moves. OK, <laughs> sure. That's, anyway, it's that's, that's pretty weak, Todd. <laughs> it's a little insensitive that you interrupt Waluigi while he's talking to you about his trauma, but he's happy to share this one of story. the queen's own gentlemen. Wa- Waluigi. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he says, yeah, like my. You know, my my who may be my brother or my friend Wario is down there. He also cited a, an intelligent professor, one known as Professor E. Gad of Luigi's <laughs> Mansion's franchise. He goes on to tell you that he saw him get captured, that apparently following the success of the first Luigi's Mansion before the most recent one, he must have gotten captured, which makes a lot of sense because the most recent one introduced Gooigi. <laughs> and who would do that? But a pervy alien trying to goop up the whole place with perv nastiness. So you, Todd, are just saying that all scrolls are pervs and they have come to ruin our neighborhood. To perv, yeah, to perv up the place, well, drive clear, down housing Waluigi, prices, and yeah. corrupt your children. Yeah. What you okay? See, what you said feels a little a little broad reaching. Now, Waluigi is telling you that. I can't vouch for <laughs> for what Waluigi is telling what? you. It seems he did, in fact, say uh, that Professor Egad, uh, being a scroll, has created a, a Guigi, which we all know is an eldritch being of pure sleaze. So, how um, do we know this this polished Waluigi is isn't the scroll, and our free living, fun loving Waluigi out in the real world is not the real one? Do you want to sleep at night thinking that the real <laughs> Waluigi on our streets is the real Waluigi? I, I have been so far. Up yeah. to that including today. means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he goes on and says, lastly, he said that he saw every single Koopa kid down there. 
that they had all been down there since Super Mario Brothers 3, because let's face it, after Super Mario Brothers 3, they all got a little pervy in some specific <laughs> archetype way. Okay. And it's just a little weird. But he, he just, you know, Waluigi just really drives it home that the plan of the scrolls is just to make the world worse by by making Mushroom Kingdom a bit more pervy, one snatched body at a time. And <laughs> for some reason, you have to stop them, Andrew Henderson. I think <laughs> <laughs> that that is what Nick Fury told me. He also has a list of other other Mario characters that are probably scrolls, and they include Fawful and Prince Peasley, and honestly, all those bean pervs. <laughs> honestly, all those bean pervs. <laughs> the, the sexy hat ghost uh, from Paper Mario. Okay. A, a full football team's worth of charge and chuck. You are you are seriously getting into I don't like green M&M's territory. You can't just call <laughs> every character you don't like a weird perv. I, I'm sorry, That's but you true. can't, you do, can't that. do that. The dopey lava dragon, uh, two thirds <laughs> of the Isle of Delfino, great guy, and maybe not knife guy he did make a point to say not booster. great guy and knife guy are married everybody knows that the dopey lava dragon is ace i'll thank you to be respectful of his choices <laughs> yeah booster booster is specifically not a scroll he is just no boosters boosters legit. He's we all know like that, that. <laughs> yeah boosters boosters the, a real one waluigi says and i quote that's just how he be um so yeah, Skrulls are trying to perv up the place, and you gotta stop him with Nick Fury, right. Andrew. Great. Todd, it sounds a lot like you and Gentleman Waluigi are just forcing your puritanical views on <laughs> the free-loving Americans of Mario Kingdom. The three free-loving Mario Kingdomians? Wait until I tell you the horrible truth about Big the Cat, Kyle. All right, it's time for prompt three. So now that Nick Fury has fully asserted his dominance and is taking complete ownership of my couch, I've moved outside for a brief reprieve from the din of his old band sleep noises. Every once in a while, he'll sit up, look me straight in the face, and say, their weakness is gun, and then we'll conk back out. So I guess that means that the scrawl menace can be stopped by conventional means. So how will the non-alien characters of your video game sequel overcome their own scrawl menace? Or will they submit to their new cosmic overlords, Mass Effect style? Matt, I do want to point out here that in the notes, your answer is simply, I didn't get this far. And I, I really appreciate the honesty here. That's my answer in the notes you see. But the answer in my head, Andrew, is always evolving. So here's the deal. Wonderful. Right. Star Fox Adventure 2 is going to end the same way that Star Fox Adventure 1 did, with a big reveal that Andros is here and nothing you did in the game really matters because the final <laughs> fight is against Andros. Oh, by the way, remember Falco? He hasn't been in the whole game, but he's here now. He's your buddy and he's going to help you out. And you and your buddy Falco are going to conquer Andros and you're going to shoot him down and you're going to be like, that's it. We got rid of Andros, and that's when the big reveal to Fox and the rest of Team Star Fox happens that Slippy Toad is, in fact, Scrippy Toad. Because we, the right. players, found that out in Act <laughs> 2, but the characters don't find that out until the very end climactic cutscene of the game. Mm -hmm. So you defeat Andros with your buddy Falco. Andros, like, and falls or whatever, and then... Scrippy Toad goes, it's me, Slippy Toad. And I don't really remember how his voice sounds. And <laughs> nailed you, got, it. you nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. You got it in one. 
and he lands and he's like, here's the thing. I'm not actually slippy toed. I'm scrippy toed. And he turns back into a scroll. And then he's like, I'm going to turn in to the biggest scroll head and hands you've ever seen. And he starts to morph into Scrandross. And well, <laughs> while that is happening, all of the other dinosaur scrolls on the planet that have been scrolls the whole time start to morph back into their scroll warrior form. And there they are surrounding you, your buddy Falco, your girlfriend Crystal, up against the walls of Dinosaur Planet when you hear Slippy here and the real Slippy Toad and his pink frog wife Amanda fly in (laughs) from off screen. And they say, guys, you've been on Dinosaur Planet for two games and you've never brought guns. You can bring guns now. And they throw down a bunch of blasters and the weakness to scroll is guns and they blast all the scrolls and you shoot Scrandross and then everybody goes home. Boom. End of game. Title screen. Star Fox Adventures 2 colon Scrollectric Toad on crew. <laughs> is amanda's last name toad i guess no slippy slippy no she she retains her maiden name in the marriage yeah they're 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 progressive well amanda no it's amanda toad Toad. you're right according to our wingpedia it's amanda toad oh good yeah wonderful um but anyway i'll give it to you one more time starbox adventures 2 colon scrollectric toad on crew you know, Matt, you've done a lot of those, and like, this and one they're might really be the, good this, every time. This one's a pretty big stretch. Yeah, this, this, one, this one was like a—it's a, a deep, it's a slow burn. <laughs> yeah, it's a real thinker. No, I got it. I'm with Todd. the The rubber band is about to snap. Like we, yeah, we really. But that means it really hasn't snapped it. yet. No, it's it's not even that, Kyle. It's that the rubber band's been pulled so taut, it's not the same anymore. Yeah, like you, <laughs> you let it go back, and it's not really good at being a rubber band <laughs> anymore. <sighs> um, next. <laughs> yeah, Andrew. So in Sonic Adventure Three, Sonic Secrets, players will play through a series of puzzles platforms, and unlikely allies. Players will play through different chapters of our story as fan favorites like Knuckles, Tails, Big the Cat, Espio the Chameleon, Cream the Rabbit, Amy, who doesn't have a last name, Vector the Crocodile, and many, many, Does many... Does Amy not have a the? Is she just... I don't think she's not Amy has Amy a the. the. Amy, Amy I think she's just Amy the Hedgehog. She's a hedgehog. Yeah, I think she's a hedgehog. But is she a the hedgehog? That I don't know. Wait, is is the hedgehog a surname or is it just a delineation of species? It's yeah, the is like is like Vaughn in German names. It means you came from uh, hedgehog <laughs> royalty. Amy uh, Rose. Amy Rose. Amy Rose. Amy Rose. She she's the only one who does have a surname. <laughs> does have a real surname. All of these characters will be playable as players play through these levels to unveil the secret of the Skrull invasion and ultimately free Shadow the Hedgehog, the hero of our story. These characters' chapters will be intercut by Sonic levels, allowing players to play as the villain through some traditional gotta-go-fast 3D platforming as well. Um, Eventually, Shadow will be released, 
confronting the imposter Sonic with the power of gun, as he did in his title game, Shadow the Hedgehog. We're calling back to that 2008 masterpiece. Players will then choose whether they would like to gun down the imposter or conquer the Earth in the ultimate showdown, choosing which anthropomorphic hedgehog or hedgehog-shaped alien they want to beat the game as, choosing the fate of humanity in the process. Mass Effect style. <laughs> Great. Got it. <laughs> okay. That's pretty fun. You get to reclaim your Shadow the Hedgehog glory days with the power of gun. Yeah. Not enough puns. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> that's different. Nick Fury leans forward and says, <laughs> he says, too many guns, not enough puns. That's it. If we hit too many puns, they're going to shut down our Zoom call, Matt. Um, hold on. Sorry. <laughs> what? What's, what's that, Nick? What's that, Nick? Uh, oh, oh, Matt's thing is nothing. It sounds like Matt's thing is nothing. It sounds like Nick Fury <laughs> thinks that Matt's thing is, is gobbledygook. Yeah, again. well, Nick Fury needs to go touch grass. <laughs> Famously has not been on Earth and unable to touch grass. So Kind of the whole point of Secret Invasion. Uh, Todd, it's your turn now. You say words. <laughs> I was waiting for you to repackage the question again. Yeah, as Waluigi kind of trails out of telling you all the, the people and the things that are scrolls that make more and more sense... He does level with you and says, there is only one way that we can stop them, and it's to pair people 1v1 or 2v2, 3v3, 4v4, as it needs to be, through just a complex series of physical events, and we have to do it on the world stage. We have to make sure the whole world is watching to prove who is the real character and who is a scroll. So he's going to need your help. We're going to have to put together just like a major feat of of endurance and speed and strength through a number of events to weed out these pervert clones. The soonest that we can do this is next year, I think. And it's going to have to take place in Paris, France, because it's going to be the 2024 Winter Mario Skrillimpic Games is what we're going to have to do. <laughs> okay, see, Skrillimpic Games is really good. Yeah, I yeah, really like Skrillimpic good. Skrillimpic Games. It's not good at all. I still can't believe you. I have. We haven't heard Skrulluigi yet. Yeah, I'm better than that. No, you're Are not. Are you? No, you're not. <laughs> no, I think I am. We're, I think I I'm going to get to the I, end of this. We've been doing the show objectively. For six years. Say you think you are not. You're but not better continue. than that. No, that's it. We, we are okay. going to do the, <laughs> the Skrillimpic games. Great. Um, the Skrillimpic, because I think 2024 is the winter games. Skrullio and Sonic at the Skrullimpic <laughs> games. <laughs> 2024 yeah, so is a summer games. It is a summer games. Then never yeah. mind then. So we're going to have to get the way it's going to. The Scrummer games. We, with the Scrummer <laughs> games. Um, I don't like that. We're going to need Waluigi V. Scroll Waluigi doing the decathlon to really show you which one is the real. Yeah, they, they have to win. They have to win the decathlon to save the community center. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, see, Nick Fury is nodding while pointing a gun. Don't tell me you don't tell me what Nick Fury is doing. He's asleep right now. Be be kind. He's had a hard day. He's been too busy touching grass. He's, he's not touching grass and, and planning the twenty twenty four scrubbers scroll Olympics. Apparently. No, I didn't say that. You didn't have to. Well, guys, I think we can all safely agree that the one thing missing from Disney Plus's first season of Secret Invasion is that we didn't have Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury recite his classic catchphrase, as made famous by Snakes on a Plane, which is, of course, I've had enough of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. So, 
It was a rights issue. It was a rights issue. Uh, <laughs> they just couldn't afford it with all that CG, CG Trogdor arms. So we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, I'm going to ask you to explain to me the series of events that will cause Nick Fury to enter in your property and recite his famous line. And we will come back right after these messages. We are back once again. I am asking you all to lead me to the series of dominoes that will result in Nick Fury reciting Samuel L. Jackson's famous, I've had enough of these motherfucking blank on this motherfucking blank. Let's start with you, Matt. Yeah, Andrew. So let me give you a little background on the gameplay itself. I mentioned in question one that much like the first Star Fox Adventures, Players will fly in space a couple of times, and that couple of times will be to help transport survivors and refugees of Dinosaur Planet to peak the Sword Space Station. Yes, Sword from Marvel, the Sentient World Observation and Response Division, is going to be in this game because the scrolls are here or whatever. Right. That's what they do. Now, one of the people that will get rescued from Dinosaur Planet will be everyone's favorite character of the game and a person who has been run out of town specifically by the Skrull Dinosaur Planet leadership, the shopkeeper. Does everyone remember <laughs> the shopkeeper <laughs> nope. from uh, Star Fox From the Adventure? game no one played? Yeah, we all remember the shopkeeper right. from the game we didn't play. I played this game. I don't remember it, but if you put it, I might you might jog my memory. Good. I, what what you are know, you buying, right? What that you, guy? Yeah, yeah, what you are you buying? yeah, I am. I just pasted a picture into the notes. Okay, now, I do remember this. I legitimately remember this guy. Important things to oh, note. God. Thing number one. You can't buy things in this game. You have to barter <laughs> price for everything. I don't know why, and it sucks. Thing two, this guy sounds like this. He sounds like this the whole time. And thing three, it's like they made a dinosaur from the torso up, and then we're like, we don't have enough time to make this character put a tail. <laughs> we don't have the budget like for legs. He does look like a ghost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is he a snake? Is he supposed to be a snake? He is only ever referred to in the game as, quote, a strange floating dinosaur. Okay. But Great. while he is on the sword space station, he will help. He will show the people of sword that the people of dinosaur planet want to help, want to aid, and he will stand in as a barista on the onboard Starbucks of the Sword Space Station. But every time someone orders coffee from him, he still is like, how many scarabs? Let's barter for a deal. How much would you like to pay? <laughs> and one day, Nick Fury will come up and try to buy a coffee. And he'll be like, how much do you want to pay for this coffee? And Nick Fury will be like, I'm tired of this motherfucking snake on this motherfucking plane. We got there. All right. All right. Oh, wait. So this thing is a snake now. It is now. I mean, uh, yeah, fair. I said, isn't it a snake? And then you said, no, Kyle, it's a floating dinosaur. And now it's a snake ah. again. <laughs> well, we know it's a floating dinosaur, but I don't think Nick Fury knows mm -hmm. that. 
I don't think we get to decide what that Nick was knows. the longest walk to just the shortest drink of water. Just in the in the rubber band metaphor, <laughs> your rubber band snapped. I think this is not worse than what Matt said to start. All right, this Kyle, what, let's different. let's test out your rubber band, Kyle. What do you what do you got? Yeah. So um, in the third act reveal, the, the, the top of the third act is going to going to reveal to all of our our player characters after the after the. The act two wrap of freeing Shadow, but it's a bit too late, and the the plan to use all seven Chaos Emeralds to take over the world has begun. It's started. Top of act three, enter Nick Fury into our game, and all our player characters are standing on Dr. Robotnik's ship. They're surrounded by scrolls. All looks lost. When Nick Fury, looking around, assessing the situation, says, Enough! is enough. I have had it with these motherfucking scrawls on this motherfucking ship. And he presses a big red button and calls in an airstrike or something. And, <laughs> and um, our heroes are saved to begin the act three win victory, turn the tides from Nick Fury's calling in backup. <laughs> okay. I don't think Kyle put as much care and thought into his answer as I did. It feels like... Sometimes that's not better, Matt. <laughs> it feels like the Michael Scott quote of sometimes I start a sentence without knowing where it's going to go. But I did catch up to it by the end. He did. I got there. He got there. Um, all right, Todd. Yeah? I'm not serving up the question again. You know what the question is. Okay, so in in search of rooting out all the perverts, because remind you, that's what we're doing here today. We, and by we, I mean you, because remember, this is you. You find yourself on Isle Delfino, a land notorious for perverts, just rife with them. <laughs> so you can't say that. You can't say I, that. I didn't say it. Waluigi said it. <laughs> all right, guns don't kill people. Bullets do. Got it. <laughs> so as as you, Nick Fury, and Waluigi depart on the Toad Express and fly fly away and hit cruising altitude, you begin to hear noises in the cargo bay of the plane. So you do the heroic thing, and you check it out. The group of you, the three of you, you and your best friends, Waluigi and Nick Fury, and you go to the cargo bay, and you find a bunch of boxes of oranges that you don't remember packing. And at that point, one by one, they reveal themselves to not be boxes of oranges, but instead be boxes of trained ex-military assassins who all look identical, armed with grenades and rocket launchers. And at that point, Samuel L. Fury cocks his gun, lowers his eyes, and says, I've had enough of these motherfucking solid snakes on this motherfucking plane. <laughs> Curtain falls, I guess. I, I think this one's my fault. I think... <laughs> I think I am responsible for this. You wanted this too bad. I, I wanted it. Mm -hmm. I wanted it too bad. I much like Icarus flew too close to the sun. <laughs> and now I, I have fucked around and I have to subsequently find out. So let's just move on <laughs> and get some closing <laughs> statements. Yeah, Andrew, look, I'm not going to lie to you. I made a Star Fox adventure game, but think about it, man. The year is 2023. We just got Breath of the Wild 2 colon Tears of the Kingdom or whatever that game is called. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> and everybody loved it. We have gotten to a place mm -hmm. where Nintendo knows how to make a Zelda game. 
So when they made Star Fox Adventure 1 and hard ripped off Twilight Princess, they made a bad game because Twilight Princess is a bad game. But Tears of the Kingdom is a good game. And if they rip that off, Star Fox Adventure 2, good game. I'd also like to point out <laughs> what I didn't do. And what I didn't do is make Crystal, the weirdly attractive fox girl, a scroll. The, the nexus yeah, yeah. point, the birth of furry culture. Yeah. Nor yeah. did I do anything gross and pervy with scroll crystal. So you're welcome for that. That's and that is you could have given her a drug door arm. I could have given her a drug door arm. That is one instance where you are a hot, you are a better man than Bobby Ikes. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, Kyle, what's your closing statement? Yeah, Andrew, we all know from the run-up to the 2020 movie Sonic the Hedgehog that Sonic the Hedgehog is currently kidnapped, imprisoned, and replaced with the squirrel Sonic. That is undeniable proof, as revealed in that awful trailer that fans thought had to be sent back to the animators. In reality, the squirrel Sonic, I will say it again, Sonic, had to uh, (laughs) relearn the Sonic form, if you will. I have brought the only game revealing secret facts, revealing real truths today. Todd Matt brought nice fiction stories that, that sound great, but one is real and true. <laughs> All right, Todd. Slop your more. argument is that you're getting... Sorry, I don't... I'm not please, supposed to give please, feedback yeah. on closing statements. That's okay. Go ahead, Todd. No, I'm I'm also not cool with Kyle saying Tim Robinson is a scroll. <laughs> Tim Robinson, voice of Lively Sonic. <laughs> That's for Andrew to, to parse through. Listen, mm-hmm. Kyle may have said, like, we've given you these weird stories, whatever. I'm telling you that there's an explanation for all the pervs in Mushroom Kingdom. Now, you may be wondering who else might be scrolls in the Mushroom Kingdom. You I've may got be, a short list. You may be wondering how I can back this up. Most shy guys, but not all shy guys. Uh, <laughs> Luigi during his mysterious Mr. L phase. Lanky Kong, that one's been known. Cat Mario. Boshi. Baby Mario, but not Baby Luigi. <laughs> Wingo the giant bird from Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. The angry son that chases you. And this one may not come as a surprise. For years, uh, King Bob-Om, which explains his unknown intentions for his sovereign kingdom. <laughs> Todd is just reading the, the notes from the, yeah. the latest uh, town hall. The, the, re- the rantings of the citizens at the latest town hall of Mushroom Kingdom. He's just on the debate this wiki. Yeah. <laughs> my children won't pick up my phone calls anymore. <laughs> I do not live here. My TV, is stu- my TV is stuck on Mushroom Kingdom Fox News. You know, Andrew, Boy. you have a choice today. Uh, if you want to address the pervs of Mushroom Kingdom, you can. This can be the nexus point that you choose to break. It's not an absolute truth. You can take care of this with your new friend Waluigi. Cool. <laughs> well, much like Amelia Clark's trog door arms, let's let this topic kind of walk away into the sunset, never to be seen again, huh? Fair. So let's do some good vibes. Yeah, man. Look, I'm not going to lie. I think Sonic is probably the best scroll name that has come up uh, in this <laughs> podcast. I think that that's really funny. And as much as I downplayed it for the sake of the bit, I'm very impressed with just 
Like literally just those six letters in that order really gets me. And I think that's very funny. <laughs> I also love that we get to use Shadow has a gun as a canonical solution to a problem again. That's really fun to me. Todd, man, I didn't see the scroll episode getting us to Sa- Sonic and Mario at the Olympic Games, but I'm sure glad it did. <laughs> the, the scroll Olympic Games. <laughs> the scroll Olympic Games. I also like that you have established a voice for Waluigi in the debate this canon, and anytime he is referenced, henceforth, I will require you to do the same voice. Same. Because I am a fancy gentleman. <laughs> I think that's what I did. He's getting a little bit ago. more transit sure. transatlantic yeah. as the time goes on. He he might be directing a, a circus in the 50s. I'm not sure. You'll, yeah. you'll, you'll find it. You'll find it yeah. before we, mm-hmm. yeah. before we have to in. do it again. Yeah. Matt, I do really like the tie to like Star Fox, a spacefaring game using the scrolls. I like trying to redeem Star Fox adventures. Scrippy and General Scrails are are fine. <laughs> <laughs> fine scroll names. And I do appreciate that you didn't do anything upsetting with Crystal having course corrected for the times. Thank you. Uh Todd you called a lot of things perverts, and that was a choice. I do like the idea that Waluigi is actually a refined gentleman, um, and a alien imposter has been trashing his reputation since his, his name since his first <laughs> appearance in Mario Tennis. I do disagree with you that Wario was ever a built muscular man, but. That isn't the topic here today. Yeah, we still haven't seen had, Source on we'll that. We'll save that for a future episode. Yeah, he had he had heft. Um, we can talk about that in the post show. I don't want to just repeat everything that Kyle said about you, Matt, but he did hit the best thing. <laughs> for, for the crime that was Scrippy Toad, um, <laughs> yeah. I'm so thrilled that you didn't talk about, like, Crystal's feet. Um, Thanks. Because yeah. we couldn't get this game now. We couldn't get this game now without screenshots of Crystal's feet, and I'm thrilled that that wasn't anything that I had to reckon with today. There would have been there would have been like a subreddit are mm. Crystal's feet. Oh, um, did you guys know that in the cutscene, and we'll talk about this more in the post show? I swear to God, but in the cutscene when Fox first encounters Crystal, they play like Kenny G sexy sax music Ooh. real loud over everything. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's it's really bad. Yeah. Anyway, you can keep saying nice things about me, Todd. No, it's fine. The only other thing I was really going to say is I'm glad you picked this game because when did this game come out? Uh, 2000. That's an answer that I should it's know. 2002. Yeah. So I've not thought about that game for 21 years. And so <laughs> um, that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. Like, I don't know when we do things like this and a game shows up that I'm like, oh, I remember that. And I purposely tried to forget about it. That's that's always fun. Kyle, the revisionist history that everything <laughs> bad about Sonic has always been a scroll is great. Like ugly Sonic with the teeth, uh, mm-hmm. Sonic Unleashed, uh, Sonic when he traveled through time. Yes. Like all, all things. The, the that, Werehog. All, yes. all mm-hmm. scroll ploys. Yes. All I would argue ploys. that the Werehog was one of the better things to happen to Sonic in the last 20 years. Probably. I, You know, I... I don't know if I would agree with that statement, but I, I like I like the thought that that's the explanation. Um, hot take for this episode. I didn't love Sonic, I <laughs> Sonic. <laughs> but I respect that you did it. 
You respect um, you the game it. enough to <laughs> give me the win still? Is that yeah, what it is? I, I was going to make a pretty a pretty concerted effort to not do scroll puns outside of scroll Olympic games. And it felt like Matt went whole hog on it. I went zero and you split the uprights right down the middle and like did just enough. Half hog. Half hog. You went half hog. Uh, Matt went went full wear hog. Uh, <laughs> and you went partial partial. You never go full wear hog. You never go full wear hog. Well, guys, I'm going to be honest. This one, this one is going to be a tough decision. So I, I really couldn't get Nick Fury to focus on any of your any one of your answers. And you know, Todd, when when you were talking about the 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 pervacious culture of the Mushroom <laughs> Kingdom. Nick Fury just refused to accept that Boshi was a perv. Nick Fury, weirdly, like really into Boshi, he just kept running around going bow, 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 bow. and it was <laughs> yeah, like, right. Nick, man, I'm I'm gonna need you to focus, dude. Kyle, you know, Nick Fury, like, I don't know what he was roaring at the idea that Sonic Unleashed is one of the quote bad <laughs> games. He just like just on and on about, well, the day levels are some of the best level design in any 3D Sonic. The Werehog, the night sections aren't that bad. It's no better or worse than God of War 3. I don't know, man. Just like (laughs) Nick, come on, dude. And Matt, you know, this guy, Nick Fury just refused, refused to to admit that Star Fox Adventures is is a is a he just kept going on and on about how this was the death of rare and you know after that is star fox adventures is the whole reason that that microsoft bought rare and then we got grabbed by the ghoulies. nick fury i don't care about grabbed by the ghoulies <laughs> you gotta stop man i just i just need an i just need an answer and here's the thing i did get a page after he jumped out of my window there was a a brief two words on my pager and those two words are Scroll Fox Adventures. Yes! Oh, and with that, yes. <laughs> we're going to declare Matt the winner yes! for today's event. God, yes! This is so fucking vindicating. <laughs> uh, also, this is this jacked Wario who looks like a Street Fighter character is gracing my, my notes. And with that, I'm going to close us out. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Debate This. You can follow along with the arguments on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at DebateThisCast or on our website at debatethiscast.com. Have you heard about our Patreon page at patreon.com slash debatethiscast? Well, sure you have, but uh, hey, I'm going to tell you about it again anyway. We have a Patreon, and for the low, low price of $5 a month, you too can call yourself one of the few, the proud, the hashtag nation. With your monthly membership, you'll get access to our exclusive premium feed, which includes ad-free episodes of Debate This and Flavor Text, and, and our monthly Patreon show, The Office Drones, which as of when this episode comes out, We'll have one more episode before we wrap forever. That's it. You're never, ever going to hear another episode with the Office Drones. And I will say that. I will take that to my grave after this episode next week. We're going to pull a WB and take them off all streaming services. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> a, real, a real max pirate, pirate them now. But... Even if you join for even one month and then bop out the next month, you'll get full access to the entire backlog of our premium feed content. So check it out. Until next time, I'm Andrew Henderson. I'm Matt. You can spend your (laughs) scrippy at the company toad, Cole. There we go. I'm Kyle. 
Shadow's got a gun. Harper. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Todd. Sonic Scroll Adventure colon Too Fast Too Nick Furious Thomas. <laughs> and we're saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds.